Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. The working daycare and school year has only just begun, which means it's exactly the right time to be thinking about your next holiday. Kate Brown is the managing editor at finder.com.au and she's done the hard work to find the best family destinations. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hello. Now, it's very appropriate because you're fresh back from your own family travel extravaganza. I am. I'm not sure it's something we'd recommend for... uh, People with young children. No. <laughs> I mean, your children are young, but they're not toddlers. So yes, take you, yes. Can you tell us where you went? Yeah, I just came back from 10 weeks leave, um, <clears throat> long service leave, um, and we went to Africa. We travelled overland from Cape Town to Zanzibar, which is about five and a half thousand kilometres. Holy moly. And I have to interject here and say it was definitely not glamping, was it? Oh, no, no. We were we were <laughs> travelling um, on a tour, but it was on a sort of reconditioned truck, no air con. And um, I can't even believe I'm saying this after I've gone through it. We camped <laughs> the whole time. I just laughed straight away. If camping is normal for a lot of people. Yeah, but, but for those who aren't campers, look, I thought I was a bit of a camper and someone pointed out before we went, they said, but how many days have you camped in a row? And I went, oh, you know, three. <laughs> You're doing it for 37. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. How'd you go? Yeah. Look, um, it was very tough, but it was amazing. Uh, look, my kids are eight and 11. I highly recommend it if you can take the time. Well, you don't have to do as long as we did, but it was absolutely brilliant. Um, and our kids thrived. I think they loved they loved the whole truck, camping, eating outside. You were the, you were the group of people as well, and they, they really enjoyed that. And mm. and in a way, that, that not glamping meant they were totally – they couldn't break anything. They were running around <laughs> filthy dirty. I think my youngest reminded me at one point, she said – I haven't had a shower since Zambia and we were two countries over. Um, (laughs) She had been in the pool, but I hadn't noticed, you know, and and probably, you know, my husband was like, what? And, um, you know, it was that kind of trip. But um, also, yeah, we all had to kind of learn to be a little bit tougher. I realised I was a bit of a soft office person. That wouldn't wouldn't come as a surprise to myself. Like if it was me, I would go into it knowing that I'm a softie. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a princess. Yeah. But character building. Yeah. <laughs> character building. Okay. Well, moving on to the research finder.com.au yeah. has done. Yeah. I can imagine that there are different holiday goals at different ages. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not considering Africa until my children, at least until they can go to the toilet without me. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. Um, what are the best holidays to have when you have a child under one? Yeah. Look, um, that's... Yeah. Look, there's there's pros and cons. Look, babies are portable and I think sometimes parents, including myself, think, oh, that's awesome. We can take the baby anywhere. Even though babies are tiny and portable, they, they need an awful lot of stuff um, and that really needs to be considered. And, you know, t- time zones, messing around with time zones, and, and I'm only saying this partly because of research we've done, but my own personal experience that my first child, we, we took to Thailand when she was eight months old and it really was very unpleasant. (laughs) 
we just we didn't we didn't think it out. There was nowhere to push a stroller. There was we, we were in one room where she needed naps all the time, and we suddenly like, what are we going to do? Sit in a dark room for hours on, on end. So there's all those kind of things to to consider. So I mean, my advice, um, you know, and, and what we know works really well is look at getting in a you know an Airbnb place to yourself on an apartment um somewhere where you've got somewhere else to go when your baby's napping all the time somewhere where you can just take it easy you're not sort of moving around a lot somewhere if you want to go for walks you can push a stroller as I discovered <laughs> there were no footpaths in most of the places we went in Thailand and and Ivy was a very big baby so sort of carrying her wasn't really an option either it made things really tough um so look I think you know you can't go wrong domestically you know if you're on the east coast you know Queensland Sunshine Coast fantastic west coast beach holiday always works but I think it's really optimum to have access to space and the other thing is have access to um, doctors and things like that again I feel a bit sick when I think about we sort of went to Thailand without thinking about that and and knowing that how quickly babies can get ill um, you know think that through before you 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 decide where you're going to go exactly all right what about when they're toddlers because then they're getting into stuff and they're running around yeah and you got the opposite problem they're they're not sleeping as much but they're moving all the time Um, and that's you know that's something again you need to look for somewhere where you you can be comfortable all of you can be comfortable that is toddler proofed so I know a girlfriend of mine um walked into a, bar, uh, uh, a villa in Bali and to her horror, all of the rooms opened onto the pool and there was oh no fence, <laughs> which of course to anyone who doesn't have a toddler is beautiful. And she said she barely slept because her, her daughter was very active and she said it was a nightmare. So there's sort of, there's traps like that. Um, we were stopped from booking somewhere by a, a friend who'd been to the same place um, because there was just almost nowhere for a toddler to roam around that wasn't sort of really hard surfaces or you don't want to be a bodyguard. So again, you know, a place you can kind of inhabit. Toddlers still take long naps as well. So you are going to have to spend a lot of time at home. But look, the Pacific's a great place to go. Um, toddlers love the beach. They love pools. So many people just went Fiji because I yeah. asked Facebook. I said, where's yeah. the best place for a holiday with kids? Yeah. And I had so many Fijis on there. Fiji is amazing. And we went to Fiji uh, when our kids were sort of toddlers, uh, you know, older toddlers, but still very much toddlers. You know, amazing babysitting facilities. Um, they've just, they've nailed that market. And yes. little busy people love the beach. You can spend hours on the beach chasing you know, hermit crabs and paddling and often like a lot of the resorts are self-contained. So you don't have to traipse out for dinner. You don't have to traipse out or you could um, you could get someone to look after your baby and go and have dinner, you know, at the resort. Late night. Yeah. And the time zone isn't too crazy. So it's it's not going to be a mess. And it's a short flight. Well, for East Coast, it's a short flight. It's magic. Yeah. And are they affordable, those kinds of holidays? Because, you know, that's always a big question when your children are yeah. young. Yeah. Look, the Pacific is quite expensive and food is very expensive in the Pacific. That's the that's the other killer. The other alternative if you if you're brave enough to take a toddler on an, an, an you know 7 to 9 hour flight from the east coast, um Bali and Thailand are also excellent. Um so again, it, it improves for toddlers, does it? Not uh, great for yeah. babies, good for toddlers. Yeah, you know, you want to make sure again you've got somewhere somewhere on a beach or somewhere where they can run around, somewhere where the pool is fenced, um but they're excellent as well and um on the ground costs are much cheaper so food in Bali and Thailand is much cheaper um, so you know you'd want to have a look at the your budgets because you can you could blow a lot of money in Fiji there are there are some good budget options but 
the sky seems to be limit in the Pacific um, when it comes to kind of luxury and, and, and high cost. The only thing with Asia to remember is a lot of the flights that come back, particularly to the East Coast, leave really late at night. So if you've got a, ah, yes. a feisty, tired toddler, you're looking at getting on a flight at midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Oh, and yuck. that can be... That can that can <laughs> negate insane. all the all the good work the holiday did with your stress levels. Yeah, I'm yes, I'm all about that. I just want if I'm going to have a holiday, I want to end the holiday well. Yes, yeah, you don't want to roll off all fighting and sweaty and no. sleep deprived. No. Um, what about if you have children in infant school? Yeah, look, that's where things get a lot more fun. Um, you know, infant school means more flexibility with eating out. Uh, you know, we're hopefully not having naps anymore. Um, and <laughs> you can save a lot of money then by sharing the same room because you're probably going to be doing all the same things. So, again, I'm, beach holidays are fantastic. All those locations we mentioned are amazing. And, you know, again, domestically beach holidays. Things like skiing holidays, not cheap, but a lot of families really enjoy getting their kids out in the snowfields and and little kids are impossibly great at picking up skiing in the blink of an eye Uh, (laughs) unlike adults you always see these little kids um so you know if you've got really adventurous little kids that's great look if you're feeling really brave you can head on a long haul flight but you know be mindful jet lag jet lag can last up to five days in each direction so you want to make sure it's worth it before you get on a, a long flight the other thing with slightly older kids and being a bit more adventurous is just be mindful of countries where you need to take medication. A lot of doctors don't recommend, say, anti-malarials for children under five and good luck getting a tablet into a five-year-old. So think about those things still when when your kids are younger. And again, you know, can you get access to medical um, treatment easily? You know, do you have access to kind of pull the plug if things things go wrong? Do you have any thoughts on the... um the holiday park kind of holidays because I know someone from the office went to the theme parks in Queensland and he said, look, it's not somewhere I would go, but the kids had a ball. And so that can actually, seeing your kids have that much fun and them being exhausted at the end of the day and have them being able to sleep or just having everything set up for families yeah. seems to be quite a fun thing to do. Oh, look, it really does. And I, look, I was a bit of a travel snob before I had kids and either I then went to like a, you know, a big four caravan park and it was the best thing oh, ever. I love big four. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughters still talk about it. Trampa- trampoline pillows. Oh, trampolines and other kids. And it means everyone gets a break. Yes. I think a big mistake and... You know, we even fell for it for part of our holiday at the end of our holiday from Africa. We went to like a nice beach place in Sri Lanka. There were no other kids. Um. And we were all at each other's throats. The kids had no one to play with. We, you know, it suddenly was was not fun. So absolutely. The other one I've never tried, but some people are absolute converts, is cruises. Um, Yes. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. I don't like the idea of not being able to get off if I don't like it. I have been told though, don't go on a cruise if your child's under three there's a lot of things they can't do uh, and the advertising doesn't necessarily cover that things like can't go in the pool oh so a friend of mine said she yeah she had a child under three who then spent the whole time crying because her sister and brother were in the pool and she wasn't allowed in my heart's breaking yeah that's that's not a holiday whoever your friend is (laughs) if that child is over three now yeah she has to take get in the pool yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, there's lots of things to choose from then. Kate, thank you for coming in. Oh, you're welcome. That's Kate Brown, Managing Editor at finder.com.au. And for more info from Finder about holiday destinations for families, head to our website for the links. That's babyology.com.au forward slash feedplaylove. When you have a new baby, it can feel like the responsibility to keep them happy and healthy is all on your shoulders. But sometimes... 
well, most of the time, it's important to ask for help. The mum said to me, I'm the only one that, you know, they're worse for me. I'm the only one that can put them to bed, you know. And that makes it really difficult because you are then chained to that kind of role and you can't leave and no one else can do it. And, you know, but the thing is that other people can do it. Yes. <laughs> you know. That's Jo Ryan from Baby Bliss. She's got some great advice about when it's the right time to ask for help. That's on the next episode of Feed, Play, Love. This podcast is produced by Elise Cooper. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you'll join me for the next episode of Feed, Play, Love.